I felt like my sex life was damaged from being raped and molested by my father in my childhood until Jesus redeemed everything in my life, including my future. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Sean Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. Now, listener discretion is advised, as we'll be talking about things that are intended for a mature audience only. Lately, we've been talking about the devastation molestation can cause to a young child, and how it may be even more present in our society than someone might think. Now, do you think that this is something that rarely happens? According to the National Center of Victims of Crime, one in five girls are victims of sexual abuse. What happens in the day in the life of one who's going through such an atrocity? Well, in our last show, Alicia Nicholas told us a harrowing story of how she was molested by her father constantly. It started when she was eight years of age. She described how it left her confused. She's trying to avoid her father and always trying to wear multiple layers of clothes in order to prevent the molestation. But the attempts never failed as he was cold with her and would come around when she was alone, corner her and molest her and at times would rape her as she got older. She hated her life and often wanted to commit suicide and truly believed that there was no God. This trauma affected her life so much that she tried to mask her pain in adulthood with all types of things. Today, she's going to share with us how something changed in her life to fix her life and what it was, was truly accepting Jesus Christ as her Savior. Alicia, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Alicia, thanks so much again for joining us and for sharing with us so much here. Tell me, I understand that the wrath and anger at your dad manifested in your adulthood when you would take drugs like ecstasy. And like, I understand you got into drugs. First of all, we didn't talk about that too much, but you got into drugs. And, you know, ecstasy normally makes people sexual, but you became very angry. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. A lot of my friends would not want to be around me because there's a lot of people touching each other. But I was in a corner just away from everyone just saying, do not touch me. If you touch me, you're going to really feel the wrath of God. (laughs) Wow. Because I was so upset because what happened to me as a child and a teenager and I just didn't want anybody to even physically touch me or even get close to me. Right. Yeah, even with a drug that's like ecstasy, I just was like, get away from me. (laughs) Wow. So you were very angry inside. Yes. And you're trying to mask a lot of that pain with drug use. What other drugs did you get into? So a lot of the ecstasy, they would lace it with heroin. They would lace it with cocaine. So they would lace it with a lot of the heavier drugs. You know, I smoked weed and I also drank, so I never really got into like really heavy drugs like heroin or cocaine, but they were all the pills that I would take that were laced with some sort of like really high-end drug. Wow. I understand there was a time when your dad and mom tried to tell you to stop this drunken lifestyle. Like, (laughs) you know, you were kind of trying to hide it, but they found out and it caused something to snap in you when you saw your dad again. Tell us what happened that day. 
Oh man. Yeah. Like, you know, the nerve, right? <laughs> so I think I was like 22 years old. I'm trying to remember. I was living with my older sister and I was coming home from like, you know, partying, yeah. drinking. I think it was about four or five in the morning. I don't remember, but it was like in the morning and I came to my apartment where I had with my sister and I came to finding my parents in my living room and I haven't seen them since they left us when I was like 16 years old. Wow. And, you know, mind you, I haven't spoken to them. I haven't seen them. And here they are. And my dad gets up and he's like, you know, his voice really <sighs> traumatized me through over the years. So he said, how dare you come into this apartment at this time? And next thing I know, I had like a knife in my hand. I was swinging it. Wow. Yeah. My sister had to slap me out of it because apparently I passed out because, you know, so much trauma that PTSD, like Dang. I snapped wow. and I was ready to like kill my parents that day. I literally was, but my sister came and she slapped me and literally that feeling for me, I was so angry oh. that I passed out and I had a knife in my hand. I almost killed him. I was going to jail that night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it wasn't for my sister. Yeah, I get it. So how did this all turn around? I understand you had a friend who would start preaching Jesus to you. Like what would she say? So I moved to Miami way later in life and I had a friend, she was moving from Virginia. She's like, Hey, I'm going to go to Florida. I want a Florida twin because I'm a twin. So she called herself a Florida <laughs> twin. And then she's like, girl, you got to get right with Jesus. If you don't get right with Jesus, girl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, listen, I tried this whole Jesus thing. My parents were Pentecostal. I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know about that. You know, I don't have time for right. him right now. You totally <laughs> you know? rejected so it. So I totally rejected it until she took me to her church. Hmm. And I went into her church and I was shaking like a leaf. Really? Going into that church. Yes. What happened? So the pastor was talking about breaking chains, letting go of your past shame, telling me that, you know, whatever happened to me did not define <sighs> me, was not my identity. Oh, my God. I was oh crying. You can ask her. She'll be like, I was bawling. You know, the pastor, he did an altar call, but I was too ashamed. And I didn't go to the altar because I felt so much shame and just was full of sin. Wow. But I do understand that later on, the man who you're married to today met you and he led you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Tell us how that happened. Oh, he did. So when the Lord was speaking to me at that time, when my friend was telling me about Jesus, I told him, I said, I don't want to be drinking anymore. So I gave that up. And then literally six months later, after I said a prayer, I said, Lord, if you send me someone who's going to love me, I will commit myself to you. So six months later, he sends the man that I'm married to now. And he was my Uber driver. He's my Uber driver. <laughs> he was your Uber driver. He is my Uber driver. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's an Uber romance, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's Uber romance. And he said, I have a friend named Jesus. You want to get to know me? You got to get to know him. I said, okay, wow. what kind of line are you trying to tell me? Wow. I lived in Miami. So all these guys were always trying to give me lines, you know, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And so you did, you prayed the prayer to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I did. And it took six months for me to get baptized because it was a hard road for me. I was still carrying, you know, the weight mm -hmm. and, you know, because I had so much sin, I didn't know anything about God. I was very skeptical wow. because of what happened to me. So I didn't know how to like walk it out. But with the help of my now husband, you know, he really just showed me who Jesus was. He was living out the scriptures wow. in front of me. So the Bible came alive through him. Wow. So finally, November 12th. 2017, I got that set. <laughs> well, Alicia, this is amazing, though, because 
you had always rejected this, <laughs> but it was by your husband's actions mm -hmm. that changed your life. It wasn't what he just preached, but his preach matched his actions. Yes. Now, let me ask you a question, because now the faith is yours. It's not your parents. No. Which, you know, that was not functioning there. How did faith in Christ help you to overcome the hatred and bitterness with your father? So, you know, just reading the Word of God and having that Bible come alive in front of me and the love of my Heavenly Father, because mm. the Father here on earth that was supposed to love me, He didn't, but the Father mm. in Heaven had me read His words, and through His words is what filled my heart, and that's how my faith grew. And of course, through a man, you know, which I, for the longest time, I didn't want anything to do with men. Their man, he showed me who he was and the love he had for me. And through his word mm. that I was reading where he says, you know, you've been redeemed. I called you my name and he's telling me how much he loves me. And oh. he showed me through others. And I'm like, wow, like, wow, your love is real, God. So you were able to forgive your dad eventually? I was. Oh my gosh. I was. I'm telling wow. you, God is, is a gentleman. And even through that process and how he prepared me, it was so beautiful. Alicia, let me ask you a personal question. Okay, this is a really personal question. But did Christ heal your scars and hatred towards sex? Did that part get fixed? Does Jesus heal that? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Wow. <laughs> so basically, that phobia has been healed. Yes. Oh my gosh. So how did faith in Christ help you to overcome all the depression and the need to kill yourself from the torments of the past? You know, every time the thoughts came, the Lord and the Holy Spirit will always tell me, go back to my word, mm. read my word. The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Right. And that's exactly what I would do. And all those thoughts that I had, depression, suicide, mm. the word of God helped me overcome all those thoughts. Well, Alicia, God truly has done a wonder in your life. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've given so much hope for many victims. You've given us a better understanding for children going through sexual abuse. May God's righteousness prevail. Thanks so much for being with us on the show. Thank you. Hold tight. I'm going to be right back to talk more about this right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's amazing how Alicia overcame the chasm of hatred and bitterness she had because of what happened to her. I mean, wouldn't you kind of felt the same way if this happened to you? I know I would definitely have been worse off than her. I would have hated all Christians and God himself. I mean, I was an atheist for so much less, and I found out that God was real. But Alicia, she had overcome the bitterness, the idea of 
God, why would you allow this to happen at the hands of my father? Or how could my father do this to me? This would cause one to be in a situation where some would say to come to God would be impossible. But she did. How? She overcame with the power of receiving forgiveness for her sins, then extending that to her father for his sins. And the forgiveness wasn't for him, mind you. It was for her. You see, receiving Jesus as your Savior changes your situation spiritually and enables you to give something that you wouldn't have without Jesus. Let me explain. Jesus said at the cross while he was paying for our sins, he said this, Luke 23, 34, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. See, this is what Jesus said about the people who were killing him. How did Jesus do this? Because he was dying on the cross for our sins and then give us a pool of forgiveness. And Alicia was able to retain that forgiveness and was so rich in it that she could then give it to her father, which honestly, some people might say that shouldn't be done, but she did it. She had a river of life living inside of her. And I sense right now that there's somebody who's saying, I need this pool of forgiveness so that I can be in a position of life again. So Lord Jesus, we take this moment to repent of our bitterness or the hurts that have happened to somebody. And we say right now, Lord Jesus, we receive you. We receive your forgiveness and we repent of our sins. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.